Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Star Sage, coming to you once again from Her Majesty's Carriage. It is Monday evening. The sky is blue and clear, and the sun is setting to the west as I drive home from my workday at the candy shop. It's 73 degrees out. How are you? And what have you been up to? I hope you had a chance to sit back, relax, enjoy some time with loved ones. And if you don't have weekends off, hopefully you had a chance to catch your breath between moments of pandemonium. Friday evening, Hubby and I returned home shortly after each other. It was a nice change of pace as we were able to get dinner on the table, so to speak, and uh, settle in for a movie night. I say so to speak because uh, who actually uses their dining room these days? (laughs) But uh, we settled in for a movie night and we watched the 2017 animated film The Good Dinosaur and of course this was on the big screen that Hubby has set up with his newly discovered projector that he made a deal on The Good Dinosaur is a very charming film it follows the story of the youngest in a family of four, actually the, uh, the youngest of three children, Arlo, and he struggles to find his place in the family. Now, I won't provide any spoilers, but basically through a series of events, Arlo is separated from his family and needs to find his way home, and befriends a young human child on his journey, a, uh, a caveman, a cave boy, primitive. Now you know that a film has made its mark on culture. When your spouse's boss has a three-year-old child that imitates one of the characters, and apparently she likes making some of the noises that the uh, the primitive child does in this film. But it's, it's very cute, enjoyable, and has some good animation to it. More importantly, we managed to call a early bedtime, or at least one by a reasonable hour, And that was nice because we were able to get a full night's sleep, unlike usual. Uh, Working in retail, hubby's schedule often will change every few days, which is somewhat unsettling, to routines especially. But we managed to wake up by a reasonable hour, step out our door, and grab breakfast. I had my old standby a breakfast burrito, which 
my friends from the Mile High City, Denver, would probably have found tame, as uh, here in the Northeast, we don't have the flair for the variety of spices used out West. Normally, if you were to have a breakfast burrito in the Denver area, it would come with a bowl, a garnish of green chili sauce. This is something we don't have in these parts, and I normally have to make do with Tabasco, which more often than not is actually poured onto my home fries instead. Hubby Billy had a deep-fried French toast, which looked both crispy and fluffy. Afterwards, we managed to step out the door and uh, make our way to the thrift shop. However, nothing managed to jump in our cart that day. But we did run into the store manager that we chat up every now and then, and she recruited Hubby to give somewhat of a history lesson in, uh, in collectibles. There was a lady there who had made a discovery of a porcelain item, I think it was a candlestick holder, that she was going to be adding to her church's altar. And uh, Hubby clued her in on a piece of pottery that had been in the store for a bit, which, shall I say, was worth more than the price tag. Afterwards, we went our different ways as Hubby was due to report in for his work day at Grace Brothers, and I was headed on down to the haystack for a graduation party. Just before that, though, I stopped by the Haystack Heights and uh, dropped by the cemetery as it would have been my grandmother's birthday. I've been a bad grandson, unfortunately, though. It's been more than 10 years since the funeral, and this was my first time visiting. Uh, Due to the occasion, though, I remembered to bring flowers, and not just any ordinary flowers. I remember as a child, and uh, I should mention that my grandmother grew up in northeast Pennsylvania in farming country, and she was very fond of many things that would be considered country, including daisies, which... I remember her saying she thought were cheerful flowers. So when I visited the cemetery, I brought white and pink daisies to place on the headstone. Since my grandparents each passed while I was living away from home, and this was my first visit, I spent a few minutes reflecting and had somewhat of a healing conversation. I was able to say some things that I wasn't able to before. You see, I came home for a graduation party when Ronnie got her master's degree. And had it not have been for that party, I might not have seen my grandmother as recently as shortly thereafter 
she was taken from us in a car accident. Some might say that the car accident was a convenient coincidence as just a few years before we'd lost Grandpa and Grandma had been spending her last few years in depression and missing some of her older friends that were no longer with us. So some might say that she was no longer suffering. Afterwards, I dropped by a house that Grandma and Grandpa had when I was not yet a toddler. And it was quite a humbling experience as when you're a child, it's easy to create these legends in your mind. And when I drove by the front door of the property, I felt like I was walking up to a dollhouse. I eventually managed to make it over to the flop house. This is what I'm calling Ronnie's house as over time since she became the owner, we've had our share of nephews who have darkened her doorway to get a start over in life. We had a graduation party at the flop house for my youngest niece and nephew. So we are turning a page. We're starting a new chapter where uh, everybody is now a grown-up. Unbeknownst to me, my niece, who also does not live with Jughead, her father, had uh, an upheaval in the last couple of years where apparently her mother and she had been living with one of the boyfriends, her mother's boyfriend, and when the two separated company, that left my niece without living arrangements. Now, one would think that the mother would have made plans for her daughter, uh, but no, that was uh, not in the cards, I guess. So... I am late to the party in uh, several definitions of the term as I have just learned that over the last couple of years my niece was actually taken in by her boyfriend's family. So when Jughead excused himself for an early departure back to his current state of residence in the South. The young lady was quite shaken as she was hoping to spend some time with him. In an attempt to relate to shed some light on the situation, I wanted my niece to not only know that I was proud of her accomplishment, but uh, As the youngest child and family historian, de facto I might add, I felt a responsibility to speak for those who are no longer with us. So I explained to my niece that her grandfather, whom she never got to know, had to drop out of school in order to support his family who was split up into foster care and that he would be proud of her 
for having graduated. I also shared a story about how I ruined Christmas one year, which I've mentioned before, but long story, not so short. Basically, one Christmas, my parents tried to hint at ideas for gifts for Christmas that year, and when I was asked what I would think of getting a desk, I told them that I didn't want it. Come to find out later on, my father, in an effort to show his support for me completing my education, which, let's just say, my brother Jug had followed a different path in life, um, the little brat that I was refused the gift, and uh, I was told later on that I could merely use the desk while I was living there, that it was not mine to keep. So I know that I had screwed up that year, and I probably had hurt my father's feelings. So I shared that story with my niece. I'm not sure if she related or appreciated, but at least she knows that my father would have been proud of her had he had had a chance to know her. And before the weekend, or before the evening was out, I was due to board Her Majesty's carriage once again to return home to Chateau Star Sage. However, the evening wore on and there was supposed to be a bonfire, but as uh, the turn of events turned, <laughs> it became later than I had hoped and an offer was extended for me to stay overnight. Now, I hadn't packed a bag, so I was left unprepared, but I didn't set an alarm and I did manage to get a full night's sleep. After all was said and done, I was low down with leftovers that I scarcely can eat. I swear, every sister and mother is raised with the old Italian grandmother's values that you're not eating enough and I need to make sure that your cupboard is full. <laughs> okay, I did take some cake home, but that's mostly because hubby Billy was not able to attend. So all in all, it was an eventful weekend, and we managed to wind it down Sunday night by watching yet another movie on the big screen. We watched the 2018 film Pacific Rim 2 Uprising which starred Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood, and the star of the recent Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. I believe he played Finn, a uh, 
the term African-American doesn't apply here because I do believe that he is Australian. And I don't have the actor's name handy, unfortunately. But uh, Pacific Rim Uprising was done by a different producer. Originally, the first film was done by Guillermo del Toro. This one was not, but I found it enjoyable regardless. It was sort of like the uh, 80s, 90s Iron Maiden film with the uh, the teen recruits. But uh, no spoilers here. Look it up and uh, you should enjoy it if you like action and robots and whatnot. Alrighty, folks. I have just pulled into uh, the driveway at Chateau Star Sage, so I will bid you a fond adieu. I hope that your boss takes it easy on you, that you don't have too much on your plate, and that you have something to distract you midweek to break up the monotony. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Unified. Unique. Voices. Unified. Unique voices. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net.